welcome to the Ziggler Inspire Podcast. Ziggler Inspire Podcast. Hello there, I'm Blake Lindsay, and I want to personally welcome you to Zig Ziglar's Inspire Podcast. Today we will be looking at the idea of service. What does it mean to serve your customers? What does it mean to serve your coworkers and family? Zig Ziglar will elaborate on his key principle in living life. I hope you turn up your speakers as loud as mine are, and I'll be back in a few minutes. I know what you're thinking. Quit talking and let me hear about it. Turn it up and I'll be back. Building those winning relationships. I heard about a a fella that uh, married this lady that's a little bit older than he was. As a matter of fact, she was several years older than he was. She was extraordinarily wealthy. And for about five years, they had just a wonderful time together, traveled the world, uh, lived in a huge home with swimming pools and butlers and the whole smear drove, luxury cars, went to all of the best places. To eat. I mean, it was wonderful for about five years. And then she died. Well, a few months later, a friend of his said, well, said, I know you uh, lost your wife, but said uh, she left you in pretty good shape, didn't you? No boy kind of smiled. He said, uh, well, yes, yeah, she did, but said, you know, sometimes I miss her so much, I, I think I'd give $1,000 just to have her back. <laughs> now, you know, there, there are a lot of people that, uh, that don't, quite, uh, don't quite understand uh, the area of being appreciative of other people. Now, we are going to build this particular recording with a great deal of emphasis in there in the fact that you can have everything in life you want if you will just help enough other people get what they want. Throughout the entire 18-tape series, we'll be talking about that a number of times. We're going to emphasize it in this particular one. Now, let me specify this. This is not a tactic. It is a philosophy. Sam Walton uh, put it uh, this way, I discovered that by enriching others, I enriched myself. Now, what I'm going to be talking about applies in our personal life, our family life, and in our business life. I want to simply remind you, and I do this incidentally in our series on leadership recordings, but this is so significant affecting so many areas of life, I put it in both series because it is that important. Now, let's identify what it is that everybody wants. Everybody wants to be happy. They want to be healthy. They want to be at least reasonably prosperous and secure. They want to have friends. They want to have peace of mind. They want to have good family relationships. And they want to have hope that the future is going to be even better. Now, that's what everybody wants in life. But what about those uh, people as it applies to their work life? What is it that they want? Now, somebody once said that perception is the cruelest form of reality. A study was done and reported in USA Today about what managers thought their workers wanted and what workers wanted, and they discovered they were quite different. Now, the managers thought that the personnel wanted, number one, good wages. Number two, they wanted job security. Number three, they wanted promotions in the future. Now, that's what the managers thought the workers wanted. When they asked the workers, they got an entirely different perspective. The first thing they wanted was interesting work. The second thing, number two, was appreciation for the work they had done. And number three, they wanted a feeling of being in on things. Now, the way we perceive ourselves and others is important. 
We need to know how others perceive us. Christianity Today did a study of a very large number of ministers. They asked them, how do you rate yourself as a preacher? I'm talking about the speaking ability. Over 90% of them rated themselves at at least average and most of them above average. They went to their congregations and said, how do you rate your preacher? Over 90% of them rated them at average or below average. We need to understand the perception that others have of us. Now, these are the things that employees want. And what it boils down to really is make me feel important. I was appalled when the President of the United States took an entourage of business people to Japan here a year or two ago for the purpose of trying to get them to be nice to us and let our goods be shipped into Japan. Now, here's the scenario. Here's a little nation, half the size of the state of Texas. Two-thirds of the land cannot be used for anything. They have no natural resources like iron, coal, oil, and this sort of thing. And yet they're the number one uh, creditor nation in the whole world. And here we go, the number one nation in the world, the most powerful nation, and we're saying, be nice to us. Well, you know, I'll be the first to admit there have been some inequities in the way they've done things. For example, they've not had a huge defense budget, and uh, that's certainly been a big advantage that they have. Some of their laws are restrictive. I was telling a reporter some time back that uh, in Japan, according to the Harvard Business Review, they will not let some of our earth-moving equipment be shipped in because the Japanese dirt is a little different from American dirt. They will not let some of our medical equipment get in there because the intestines of the average Japanese is shorter than the intestines of the average American. And this reporter said, well, what on earth has that got to do with it? I said, oh, it has everything to do with it. I said, it's kind of like the story of this fellow that went next door to borrow his neighbor's lawnmower. And the neighbor said, I can't loan you my lawnmower. Why didn't you hear? The flights from Buffalo to Chicago have all been canceled. And the neighbor said, what on earth has flights from Chicago to Buffalo or Buffalo to Chicago? What's that got to do with me borrowing your lawnmower? He said, not a thing on earth. But if I don't want to loan you my lawnmower, one excuse is just as good as another. <laughs> now, basically, that's what they've done in some instances is they've, uh, you know, they've come up with an excuse. But as my mother used to say to me, son, there are generally three sides to every question. Your side their side, and the right side. Now, let me give you a little bit of data. Since 1974, American exports of automobiles to Japan has declined 2%. Now, since 1974, and this is through 1991, since 1974, German exports of automobiles to Japan has increased over 700%. Now, that would indicate to me that the barriers can be broken if we take the right approach to it. Well, why do the Germans get so many more in there? Well, the Germans are very clever, as you know. They sent an entourage from Berlin to Tokyo. They landed. Uh, they caught a cab down to the uh, hotel where they'd be staying. Uh, they looked around uh, for a day or two, and then they caught the plane back to Berlin, and they said, we've made an astonishing discovery. Those Japanese drive smaller cars than we do. And would you believe it? They put the steering wheels on the right-hand side of the automobile. 
Now, maybe if we built smaller cars and put the steering wheel on the right-hand side, maybe those Japanese would buy our cars. They built the cars that way, and sure enough, that's exactly what happened. They said, hey, we like these automobiles. Send them on over here. Now, what did the Americans do? Less than six months ago, I saw an exciting article in the Dallas Morning News about what's going on in Japan today. There was a showroom displaying the new Chrysler uh, Jeep that uh, they sell over there, and uh, they're all excited about it. I mean, the crowds were gathering around it, and they were buying that car like crazy. They said they cannot keep them in stock. Now, why all of a sudden the difference? Well, Chrysler did a very smart thing. Anybody want to guess what it was? That's exactly right. They put the steering wheel on the right-hand side of the automobile. Now, you can't have everything in life you want if you'll just help enough other people get what they want. What do the Japanese want? Somebody tell me. Cars with steering wheels on the right-hand side. What did the Germans want? Want to sell cars, don't they? All right, now, you've helped them get what they want, you're going to get what you want. You know, it really is not that complicated. Now, what am I really saying? I'm saying it really does begin with us. Who can you help out in a mutually beneficial way? Think about it and see if you can live out this philosophy of getting everything you want by helping enough other people get what they want. If you're enjoying our Ziggler Inspire podcast, we know you'll enjoy our webcast. Just go to Ziggler, Z-I-G-L-A-R dot com and check out Success 2.0. This is Blake Lindsay encouraging you to live your life to the fullest. Ziggler. 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 Inspiring true performance.